All right, you are now tuned in to the follow through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 143. Portland made the playoffs. Who would have thought? What does that mean for the Lakers moving forward? Clippers have Dallas. We're going to break down the whole Eastern Western Conference playoff race. And hats off to the Nets. What they did in the bubble was amazing. And last but not least, your boy Clips is going to be the Clipper virtual fan throughout the playoffs for the Clippers. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like Glutey Us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard what up podcast world what's up everybody you know what it is you know where you're at it is the follow-through with clips and drew the true players podcast episode 143 in old text message or old pager language that would mean i love you yeah. Drew. 143 we're going way back we're i'm one. throwing it way back 143 man i used to slide into the 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 old dms with the yeah. 143 all the time now now did Ray J put out a song that was called 143 like Possibly. in 2003 saying that like that that kind of that same thing from po- the text message? Possibly. I feel like I remember a song somewhere in, in the in the realm of, of the early 2000s texting. For all you young bucks out there, we yeah. used to, there was no text messaging. We had to page message. Like if I wanted to tell my girl that I miss her, it would be 1-177155 I miss dash one seven under that would be like an upside down you right so i would say i miss you right you right, know what right. i mean and one four three one means i four means love uh three means y-o-u i love you this is dating myself right now yeah i because i didn't have the pager so i, grew <laughs> I did up, i the, the first texting that i did was was the old uh you know you had to click the button each right. time to one, get two, to three, the one, two, three, letter. One, two, three, right exactly and and any kid that that was born when i was most of us i think were, were so good at that that you could do it without looking you could you can just kind of do it under the desk when you're in class you have to text somebody you just go like okay one two three that's c one two three that's e one two three that's it and then you just send it out that but again we are dating ourselves here a little bit but that's how we communicated back in that's, the day my pager game was cold dog like was really cold and we used to like when you got a page too. There was actually pay phones, so like we'd have to hit you back to call the somebody. Right, yeah, 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 man, call somebody back. Hey, so it is. What is today? Today is Saturday. Saturday the fifteenth. It is hot as hell in San Clemente. It's Woo. the first. It doesn't get hot here much. We have the best weather in the world, as they say. But there's like always a two week or three week like period. It's right now. With, it's right now. Uh, we had the boys over. My boy Stan, the man, douchebag John, Drew. And myself were at my crib. We just watched the the seeding game for Portland and Memphis. Yep. What another great game. And we got to break <laughs> this down, Drew. Hell of a game. Because you were cheering for Memphis hardcore. Yeah. You know, everything on my body is Lakers. It is right now. But I was today a Memphis Grizzlies fan <laughs> for the entire day. Even, I mean, I'll still rock it until the, until the night is over. Okay. Um, and then I'll resume my normal Laker, Laker fandom. <laughs> but, you know, I, what I will say is that this was one hell of a game. I, I didn't expect Memphis to to be up to the task and they they really almost won this game I mean they, they were up in the in the third 12. in the third and fourth quarter um, but you know at the end of it really it was CJ McCollum's performance in the last few minutes of the game that that decided the the, the Portland victory and um, 
the worst case scenario for Lakers fans has has actually come true. We are now going to be facing the Portland Trailblazers in the first round of the playoffs. I say we hold off on that for one minute. Sure. Though. Let's get back to the game though. Portland is the is the hottest team in basketball right now. Everybody's well, about yeah, because the Suns are home now. The Suns are home. <laughs> How shitty is that, bro? You win, you go eight and zero in the bubble and get sent home first, right? Seriously. Uh, but also that should be a confidence booster for them. You know what I mean? Monty Williams and 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 the Phoenix Suns and D Book and everybody that like. That whole Suns team should be very proud of themselves. If you're a Suns fan, you should be very proud of your team. They came out and balled. Unfortunately, just too many other teams were winning. It, it's just one of those things where they did everything right. Even though that was the case, they needed something to go wrong for Portland or Memphis. Um, and, it, and it just didn't happen for that. I mean, we you know that, that Portland Nug Nets game also went down to the wire. Mm-hmm. And that was a hell of a game as well. Uh, but that was the, the clincher, really, was the fact that Memphis was able to beat Milwaukee, as we talked about on the last pod at the halftime hitter. I suspected that Milwaukee would rest everybody, and that's pretty much what they did. And so Memphis was able to get out there and get a win. That was Giannis's um, one-game suspension, too, by of the course, way. Of course, which he would have sat. He wouldn't have played that game anyway. Agreed. Um, so needless to say, we ended up with a Memphis-Portland matchup today, and Ja Morant's performance, 35 points in this game. Jonas Valanciunas had 22 points and 17 boards. Brandon Clark had 20 points. Um, and Dylan Brooks had 20 points, but it just wasn't enough. They still pushed the Blazers to a very, very close game. And as I mentioned, CJ was the one that sealed the deal for mm. him with some unbelievable. Three step backs, oh, bro. God. Three and step backs, Aquafina. Really great crossovers mm-hmm. in there and, and space creation. Uh, and apparently CJ's is doing this whole thing with a broken back, which I just think that's a lie. I feel like it's a lie. Like who, who the fuck can be performing like this with a broken back when Michael Porter Jr. had to sit out a year and a half? Okay, so we're exaggerating the broken back. Okay, it's a what is it? It's a it's a it's. I think there's a small fracture in one of the vertebrae. Vertebrae. That's in, what I'm trying to his, get to in his back. But he's hooping. Still, yeah, it's still a uh, it's still a, a broken bone in your back, right. which is not something that you should be play, able to, able to be scoring 30 points in a game with. So either way. Hats off to Portland. My question was this, though. Even with all the homies over here, and we know it, like as great as Ja is, yeah. and like his future is extremely bright, he will be. He will have his own shoe, and he will be, you know, a poster boy for the NBA for the future years. But with this squad, like there just isn't that guy on the team that you can go to. Like on Portland, you can go to Dame. On the Lakers, you go to Braun. On the Clippers, you go to PG or Kawhi or Lou Williams. Uh, you know, they just, Jaws just not that guy as far as the shooting, uh, goes. And that was the issue at the end. Jaws still has a lot of turnovers. Um, he did have a really great game, but we both knew that even if they won today, they wouldn't win two against Portland. Yeah, it was a really tough task. I mean, the fact that, 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 that Portland was able to get into the eight seed and then Memphis was the nine was really kind of the death toll uh for for this end of the road for memphis i mean it had the scenario worked out differently and memphis stayed in the eight and portland was the nine we would have another game tomorrow and then who the fuck knows what happens then but here we are the situation is what it is um honestly hats off i I, like i said i did not expect this game to be as close with the fact that memphis is missing their second best player and occasionally their first best player jaron jackson as we know he all went out with a season-ending injury meniscus tear they just didn't have enough in the tank. And, and like like you said, they couldn't figure out a way to get Ja the shots that he can hit at this point in his career. 
He's not a closer yet. Do we know what those shots are, though? I don't think we do. No, I think... but my point is, is like they weren't even really getting him clean looks. Like he was having to to drive and throw himself at the rim mm. to try and get something up, and they just I don't maybe it's a lack of 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 coaching at that level, but. You know, Portland's defense, as we know, is not necessarily what you would call lockdown defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, Memphis scored 122 points in this game. Mm-hmm. So it's just they, they, they either didn't run the plays that the coach was calling or the coach didn't have the plays set for Jaw. Um, but again, that'll all come with experience and time. John Morant, the fact that he had 35 points and still didn't really play that well. Which a great is, second half. Yeah, it, I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. He, he, he had eight turnovers in this game mm. because of there's, a, there's just a lack of options offensively for him. And, and Portland knows that. When he gets the ball and he's going to the rim, it's like, okay, you can, you can try and throw it up at the rim if you want, or you can try and kick it out to somebody out there that's going to shoot a three and, and maybe it'll go in. But that just wasn't the case. And, and Portland was playing with, Kind of a chip on their shoulder. Nurkic lost his grandmother this morning due to COVID. Uh, was a big part of his life. You can see the team like in the locker room consoling him and you know playing this game for Nurk. Uh, and he had a fucking great game. You know, again, yeah. But I mean, the the whole thing about Portland is Dame and what he's doing right now. Right, the numbers are ridiculous. Everybody's talking about Dame time. And I I, I wrote something down last night that is just so perfect for what we're talking about right now and for anybody listening to this show is greatness doesn't happen overnight right greatness takes work and what we're seeing with dame lillard is just the byproduct of amazing work ethic and spending the time in the gym making yourself the best play best basketball player possible right he is he he is the one person right now that encompasses the quote Mamba mentality. Everything that Kobe ever preached in his life is exactly what Dame Lillard is doing right now. And it's this isn't a fluke. Like Dame Lillard is one of those guys that scoring 50 points is easy to him, okay? But the Portland Trailblazers need more than Damian Lillard's 50 points to win a basketball game. And we saw it today. Like Melo hit the huge shot. It was Dame ISO. Yeah. Yes. Dame and I don't know who I think it was Brooks that was guarding him or one of the cats was guarding him. Yeah, definitely wasn't Kyle Henderson. Yeah, we'll it was either Morant or Brooks, right? Oh, it might have been Morant. Actually, I think it was it was Morant and Dame. It was Dame time, and he could have taken that last shot, taken it to the basket, but he made the right pass to pass it to Melo in his spot to get the perfect shot. None of this is surprising to me. I love seeing Dame do what he's doing right now. But it's not shocking to me, Drew, just because we know the amount of work this kid puts in. And this is Mamba mentality working at its finest. Yeah. And, and what I'll say, too, is, is Damien's recognition um, in this fourth quarter specifically to let CJ, who was on fire, yes. just let him go. Like he, D- Dame didn't really even touch the ball very much in the last five minutes of the fourth. Because he was letting CJ cook, and CJ was going, he was serving a goddamn five course meal out there. Um, and then, yes, like you said, he made the very unselfish play to a wide open Carmelo, who who nailed the the corner three. And and Damian in this game only took fifteen shots. He had ten assists and scored thirty one points. Mm. Like that's what you want out of your superstar, mm-hmm. especially even though like he wasn't like I said, he wasn't necessarily hitting that many shots, especially in comparison to the last three games where he's going off for 50, 60, and 40. Um, he just, he just, he realized what was happening in the game and where the ball needed to go and, and let the, the, 
the teammates, let his teammates on this team carry them to this victory, which and, is which is huge for a superstar. That most of the time, superstars at this level will want the ball and shoot the ball more than they need to. And this is a very unselfish side to Dame. And, and it was for the betterment of the team and for the win. I think it comes down to trust, right? Like, in order to be an elite team, an elite player, you have to trust your teammates, right? The simple fact that C.J. McCollum did three times in a row the same move. The 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 cross cross step back push off. I mean, there was a two push offs, but definitely one call. definitely <laughs> one push off for right. sure. But step back jumper. That's from Dame's playbook. Like that is a Dame Lillard move. Let's give C.J. McCollum the the nod right now. Like it's not just Dame time. They have players on this team, including Carmelo Anthony, that can hit big shots in big moments. This is scary, and this is what we're going to take into the next segment, bro. Which is this is the team that the Lakers and you did not want to see. Um, you would have much rather seen Memphis, yep. right? But now we got to think about Tuesday and Portland Lakers, yeah. right? And now I know a lot. There's a lot of dick riders out there that are just, oh, Portland's going to sweep Portland or not sweep, but Portland can win, not can win. We all know Portland can win this series, but it's kind of like the Lakers stop has dropped a little bit yeah. and we're not giving the right respect to LeBron and AD, but Portland's going to be a problem, Drew, and and the main the main problem is going to be shooting. Yeah, that's been our problem in this bubble, pretty much uh, outside of the first game. I mean, we shot really well against the Clippers in Game One, <laughs> and then outside of that, we haven't really been able to shoot a very high percentage from three point or from two point or from free throw. Like our free throw percentage is, is what dismal. is it? Do you know? It's like I think we're shooting like seventy one percent as a team, which is, again, you know, it's not terrible, but it's like one of the worst percentages, if not the worst percentage in the bubble so yes the 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 cause for concern with the lakers is you're looking at two teams right now regardless of who's on either team and you're talking about momentum right the momentum between these two is all on the side of portland right they're they're winning games they're they're winning close games with big shots and big moments from their big players and the lakers have been able to kind of coast through this bubble without really having to worry about winning games and so now it's going to be kind of a, a gut check moment for the Lakers, especially in this game one, um, which is on the second day of the playoffs. The playoffs start on Monday. To be quite honest, what I, I hope happens um, is I hope Portland wins game one. Um, and the reason I'm saying this as a Laker fan is because this might be the wake up call that we fucking need. Now, granted, who knows? We all know LeBron and, and AD and, and these guys in the Lakers are all, you know, professionals and Maybe they just maybe they've been telling themselves this whole time. Okay, we're gonna wait for the when the playoffs actually kick in. We're gonna step it up. We're gonna do that. But that's it's one thing to say that. It's another thing to go out and execute and deliver uh, that against a team that's very hungry, against a team that's playing really well. Um, do you think the Lakers took the bubble seriously? These games, I I think the Lakers took it seriously as an opportunity to get ready for the playoffs. I don't think they took it seriously as an opportunity to like dominate and really be at 100% across the board. I think they took it as a time to, okay, let's get everyone in shape. Let's get you know LeBron and AD their minutes that they need, and then we'll rest them when they need to. It was more about maintenance, I think, these bubble games, these, these seeding games, than it was about like drive to like win every game. And I was fine with that because mm -hmm. the last thing we needed was somebody important, another player important to go down with an injury. But like I said, it's not going to be it's not it's very difficult to just turn on a switch and go okay now we're actually ready to go 
full bore 100 yeah we're talking tuesday we're talking three days exactly i mean granted the lakers played their last game on thursday i think it was so we'll have a couple days off to really mentally focus prepare for this and like i've been saying the whole time if this is the match this is the match that we're going to get um we're going to have to take this Portland Trailblazers team serious. Mm-hmm. We cannot try and coast through this game, through the series. Portland will win. I don't, there's, I don't think it's going to be a sweep. Uh, I mean, it's possible, but like I said, I think the best thing that could happen to the Lakers is that we lose game one so that we get, we actually get that kind of, oh shit moment and then really buckle down and try and, and try and, you know, win four games in a row. We've seen the resilience though of Portland, right? Like they've been, all every one of these games that they've been playing has been really fucking close and they seem to lock in in the fourth quarter right because they have that guy unlike unlike Memphis and a lot of other teams like they have that guy or two guys or three guys sure that can actually produce and and, and get yourself a bucket um the problem with the Lakers is yes like Portland defensively is a liability but they can shoot the the lights out right and we we're, we're seeing that Three pointers and turnovers is how you win basketball games. That's just what it is. Like who can make more threes? And what's suspect with the Lakers right now? I I, I know what I'm going to get from LeBron. Okay, I kind of have a feeling I know what I'm going to get from AD. It's these other guys that you're relying on. I really feel, and I stress this from the day it happened. I think Avery Bradley was a huge loss defensively and offensively, taking right shots, making the right passes, and now you're relying on we need excuse me, you need Kuz and, and Caruso and uh, KCP and possibly Dion Raiders because uh, J.R. Smith isn't getting any burn. And I don't know if he's going to get – like if he hasn't got any burn in the bubble right now, I don't know how he's going to get playoff burn. Yeah. So shooting is what it's going to come down to. Yep. And Portland is better better at that. Right. I, I, I think the nice part about it um, at, from a Lakers standpoint is – like when you look at what what just happened in this game today with Memphis and and Portland, and the fact that Portland really couldn't stop Memphis defensively, and Memphis was able to get up yes. 122 points, as we mentioned, they're not at their full they're they're not even close to their full capacity. That's a, that's a really nice thing. I mean, especially against you know, also the Nets, uh, Portland. Like like you said, most of the games have kind of come down to the wire for Portland. So that to me, you know, gives me some still some still really good confidence that the Lakers will take care of business in this series uh, because Portland is is pretty much a zero on defense I mean that's just the truth <laughs> like other than Nurkic maybe blocking a couple shots of people going to the rim there's not there's not a defensive stopper out there they don't have one so that that makes me happy but <laughs> it, it's one thing to not have you know good defenders on the floor it's another thing to just miss open shots and that's what that's what I'm the most scared of. What do you think the matchups are going to be, though? Well, I think the, I think the most fun matchup is going to be LeBron against Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I do think they're probably going to match up against each other defensively. Um, I don't know necessarily. You know, Portland may try to put somebody else on LeBron, uh, but with our big lineup, you know, the way that it would work is is it's possible that there's a Dame and, and LeBron matchup that goes there. What about my boy, though? What about my boy? Well, you, who's your boy? Perosa. Or uh, what's my boy's name? Uh, Hizonia. Hizonia. I Hizonia. like this guy. Drew so, doesn't like him. Hizonia comes off the bench for them, so he right. doesn't start. So right. the, the, the matchups with the starting lineups that have been playing, mm-hmm. it's going to be JaVale against Nurkic. Mm-hmm. It's going to be AD against uh, Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be Danny Green against Melo, presumably. Um, and then you have KCP, CJ, 
and LeBron and Dame. Now, defensively, again, we expect you that to switch. You think LeBron's going to take No, 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 but Dame? that's those are the, the positions like right. five through one. Right. My guess is we put Danny Green on Dame. Okay. We put KCP on uh, CJ. CJ. And then we'll have LeBron guard Melo. Uh, and that, and that I think, is going to be a lot of fun. So that right. matchup, I think, because they're buddies, mm-hmm. I think that'll be uh, – and I don't know how many times they actually have gotten to play against each other in the playoffs. Um, because LeBron's been on the Good East. Good question. LeBron's been on the East mm-hmm. for pretty much the whole time that Melo has been in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So this may be actually the first time that they actually get to go kind of head-to-head in a, in a seven-game series. Um, I have to check my notes to see if, if they've actually matched up against each other in the past. I don't think that's the case. Lakers-Houston? I was thinking maybe with with like either Cleveland or Miami when, when uh, Melo was on the Knicks, mm. they might have. But they only made the playoffs, I think, once when Melo Good was on question. the Knicks. Anyway... I think that's going to be a lot of fun just because they're homies, banana boat, uh, banana boat boys and all that stuff. But my expectations, as I mentioned, Danny Green on Dame, KCP on CJ, and then, you know, the rest will kind of match up as, as they go. What's your call on the series? I, I think it's a five-game series. Okay. Um, and Portland only gets one. I think Portland only gets one. I, 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 my hope, again, my hope is that Portland wins the first game and then we just take care of the next four. But that's always diff- it's always really hard to beat a team three or four times in a row. My my gut tells me the Lakers are probably going to get game one, um, and maybe Portland sneaks maybe one or two games. I think the the, the furthest it'll go is six. Um, but again, that all will come down to the Lakers shooting um, and whether or not we can capitalize on the matchups that are positive for us. Because as I mentioned, Anthony Davis is either going to be guarded by Nurkic or Zach Collins or Hassan Whiteside, and all three of those guys. He he should dominate. And what so. about foul? Like we're we're seeing the refs are calling a lot of fouls, right? Yeah. I think the key to either one of these teams winning is who's going to get AD in foul trouble or Nurkic in foul trouble early. If you get two quick fouls, that takes a lot out of the game. The nice part so, about those matchups for us though is that AD is either going to be guarding Nurkic or Zach Collins, and neither of those guys are focal points of the offense. Nurkic is amazing, and he's been playing his ass off. He had 22 points and 21 rebounds in this game. Huge game. But it's not like he – they don't, like, feed him the ball in the post. He just works his ass off. He no, runs, he gets dirty buckets. And he runs He runs the flow of the offense. Sets the pick. Big pick setter. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's not like Anthony's going to have to do a whole lot of one-on-one defense on any of those three guys that he might have to face up against. The interesting thing would be if they if Portland decides to go kind of super small – um, where you, you maybe AD is matched up with Carmelo at the four. And th- again, I, I think AD has a clear advantage on the offensive side there. But defensively, Melo is still pretty Can good. Get yeah, And so I think that would be an opportunity for Portland to get some fouls on AD if they if they went re- that route. And Whiteside we'll coming off the bench, even though we're not big fans of Whiteside. We seven, have Dwight Howard off the bench, right. too. So the matchups are are good. I mm. mean, our, our favor, obviously, they don't have anything – to stop LeBron, they have nothing to stop Anthony Davis, and likewise, I would say we we similarly might have nothing to stop Dame or CJ. This is my call. I'm saying seven games. I really see seven games. I think Portland is locked in right now. I think they're only focused on winning, um, as everybody should be in the bubble because there's nothing else to focus on. And I don't know. I can't. I need to see game one before I make a call. You know, I want to see. Well, it sounds like you just made a call. No, I'm saying seven games. Yeah. I just don't know who's going to win it. Oh, you don't know who's going to win? No, I'm not saying Portland. I don't know. I want to see game one, but I really think 
that this isn't going to be a sweep or a one game. You you don't have fluke. you have no faith in the Lakers. No, that's bullshit. No, 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 no. Because no, no, no. game seven and not knowing who's going to win the series sounds like you don't have a lot of faith. in the I'm Lakers. I'm just so torn on bubble basketball because I've just seen so many different things from so many different teams that I'm not going to make. I'm just not going to say okay, you have LeBron, you're going to win this series. Dame right now is unbelievable. Seeing this game from CJ today is just more confidence going into the next game. Like, yo, I can hit these shots, right? I'm worried for if I'm ta- if I'm speaking as a Laker fan, just the shooting. Yeah, the P- Portland is a better shooting. That's team. That's the scariest part. Yes, that's the scariest part is because we can do everything right mm-hmm. and we can get all the open shots we want. But if we don't make them, we will lose. That's what I'm saying. And so I understand. So that. I want to see the first game. I want to see the matchups. I want to see like. Really, what is this rotation? Is Caruso really going to get like 25 minutes? Is Danny Green, you know, and Danny Green is hot and cold. One night he can get 25, the next night get three and play 30 minutes. Yeah, I think I think the the, the recipe for success for the Lakers is is not relying on outside shooting. We need to attack the paint. We need to go at Nurkic. We need to go at Collins and Whiteside, get them in foul trouble, mm. and then we should be able to handle business and make our free throws. But again, if we if we win the free throw battle, as in meaning we get more free throw shots, even if we're hitting them at a lower percentage than we normally would, that will be what what it takes for us to win this series. The simple fact that Portland's going to be playing in the first round is amazing, right? Yeah, bravo. Ha- that, hats off to them. Like they were choose like Dame pushed for. If we don't have an opportunity to make the playoffs, I don't want to go to the bubble. Totally. And he packed for three months. We're seeing right now, like if you weren't a Dame believer, be a believer. Okay. So I want to see the first game, and I'm re- I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. It's definitely not the the team you wanted to see first round. I think it would be the biggest upset in playoff history. No, Dallas, Dallas, Golden State. That's still that's still that's a- finals though. No, no, no. That's oh, round no, that one. Was- that's it's, right. it's a that's one eight. Right. That's, that's right. the one eight seed. It's that's the last right. time it happened. Dallas was the best team by far mm. in the regular season that year. Dirk's MVP season. Mm. Golden State. Nobody thought they had a chance. That's the biggest upset for sure. That was we believe though, right? That's the we believe. Yeah. That's the we believe Shout Warriors. Out, that's definitely even if this goes down. This because again because we know this Portland team wouldn't be in this scenario if it wasn't for all the injuries and shit that happened Let's, to them. It, it, they wouldn't have been in the bottom tier. They would have been in solidified in the playoffs. If that, if Let's they be were real, healthy. though, give me a realness. Step away from being a Laker fan. Sure, Lakers lose first round. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Asterisk. It's just a bubble banner. <laughs> Lakers win the play because this is what I, this. These are the texts I get. Yeah, people. sure, sure. It's just a bubble banner now. Right. Lakers win. It's the hardest. It's the hardest thing to win. Yeah. Okay. This is what I deal with every day as a Clipper fan, and I'd like to talk about the Clippers here in a minute. Yeah. Um. What are your thoughts on that? Look, it, there, there's always going to be that. Right. right, like any time that there's some something different about a season, you're always going to be able to try and spin it in the direction that you want to, as as a Laker fan or as a Laker hater. Mm-hmm. You're going to have that, and that's definitely going to happen this year. If the Lakers win it, I know majority of the nation is going to be like, "Well, it was a bubble. Like it doesn't matter. It's a half of a championship at, at best." Even though Nick Wright thinks it's two championships, if LeBron wins this it, one, I, I think the nicest part about my fan loyalty is that I don't give a fuck about Nick Wright, even though he seems to be the biggest Laker fan out there. He is now. And which is hilarious. Fucking A. Because uh, he was the biggest Cleveland fan out yes. there for a while. Anyway, I could care less about what the fuck that guy says. I'm bitter with Nick Wright, Look, guys. I've said it before, uh, before the whole bubble thing started. This is not easy. This is not going mm-hmm. to be your run-of-the-mill, oh, let's take a, a nice private plane 
and we'll fly, you know, over to Portland. We'll chill in the nice hotel rooms. We'll have our normal things that we do. We all know. Get ass. Yeah. And do whatever you want. Go go out Mm -hmm. and go blow off some steam or be with your family. You know, all that stuff is going to be different. And so for that reason, I I have said and will continue to say that whoever it is, Lakers, Clippers, fucking Portland, Mm -hmm. uh, Milwaukee, whoever, Toronto, whoever wins this title, they have earned it. I don't care if you want to put an asterisk or not. This is not the same shit, and it's going to be difficult. Uh, so that's that's my take. I'm all about that. You want to talk about my Clippers right quick? Yeah, you guys have a nice matchup. But just for the rest of the people, like we, all of the matchups are set at this point. Now that Memphis has lost to Portland, we know all of them are set in stone. Uh, that leads us nicely to your Clippers, who are the two seed facing the Dallas Mavericks and the seven seed. You got to be feeling pretty confident about this matchup. That's what I wanted. I wanted Dallas. Like we fucking own Dallas. All right. I wanted Dallas. I love Luca. I love Porzingis. I think I it's like, going to be a fun series to watch. I think it will be, but every game that I've watched, Clippers play Dallas, like Luca is shook a little bit. All right. You guys have the toughest defensive matchup for him, and it's not just one guy. That's the problem, mm-hmm. is that it's not just one dude that Luca has to go head to head with. It's Pat Beverly and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. The, the rotation of guys that you're going to be able to throw at him. Of course, it's going to be a problem not for Doncic, but for every fucking team that you go up against. I'm with it. Like I, I'm really glad we got them. You know, just even going off yesterday's game. So we played OKC yesterday. Obviously, you know, P- PG and Kawhi sat, which I like. They're going to have a four day rest before um, Monday comes with Game One. Uh, Sam Cassell got to got to head coach, which was awesome. Yep. Um, Amir Coffey played 51 fucking minutes. Right. This was an OT game yesterday. Terrence, man, Doc has been big this whole bubble with giving players a chance to shine. Like we're seeing right now, like Pat Patterson and Rodney Magruder and Terrence Mann and, um, you know, Coffee and all these guys got really quality minutes in this bubble. I don't know. I don't think they're going to get time. Yeah, in that the was their last hurrah before well, they actually go just be cheerleaders for the rest of the I season. Don't th- yeah, but I also I feel what you're saying on that for Coffee. Yes. For Terrence Mann. Yes. I think Rodney's Magruder. I think he's going to get time. I really do. I think he's going to be getting like seven, nine minutes a game. Okay. Pat Patterson, I really liked from an, from a defensive and offensive standpoint. Of, he's big and like he can throw a big body on somebody. Um, Terrence Mann almost triple-doubled yesterday, which I thought was awesome. He was one assist. Uh, le- uh, he had sure. nine assists. Yeah. But I'm more focused on the simple fact on how locked in we looked on the sideline, right? Kawhi was really engaged. Uh, Paul George is really engaged. Obviously, fucking – Pat Beverly could, you know, he can't be more engaged. No, he is so live (laughs) and this guy is just chomping at the bit to play basketball. And again, I'm reiterating shit that we've been saying for weeks is just like, if the only fans in the bubble are going to be your team, um, I look at reactions from the players after every single play. When Zubak does a hook shot that he'd been working on, the players go crazy because they know how hard he's been working. When Rodney Magruder or Terrence Mann at 21 years old is coming in and getting these fucking minutes and putting up almost a triple-double, there, there was a moment in that game last night where Terrence Mann hit a jumper. He, got like, it was, he was at like 24, uh, 24, 11, and 9. And Kawhi's the first guy that came up to him and said, pulled him aside and said, hey, hey, bro, you need one more assist. Let's work on this play. And they tried so hard to get him that last assist. That's the kind of shit I like. I, I know right now that my team is locked in going into the playoffs. So what's your biggest worry, if you have any, 
about this matchup with the with the Dallas Mavericks? There, I I don't have a worry. You don't. I not in this series. I really don't. And this might come back and bite me in the ass. Um, Luca is amazing. I just think that, especially with Trez coming back, that's a big deal. We haven't played with Trez or Pat. Pat played two games with us before getting his quote unquote calf injury. Calf injury, right? Um, I think it was more of a rest thing. But we got Tre- – Trez is like – everybody calls him the monster Trez. He's been locked in his room for five days. He's ready to be uncaged, right? And he has a chip on his shoulder. He's playing for his grandma who just passed. This dude is going to be like a pit bull off of his leash. Yep. And I'm really excited for that because that's the one thing that's been kind of scary for me is we're missing that energy off of the bench. Like Lou Will's finally finding his his rhythm or whatever – it's 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 Trez, dude. It's Trez and Pat Bev who bring the fucking energy every single game and set the standard. And this is something that I said last season is like uh, Jermichael Green, who's been playing out of his mind, another great player that has been huge for us uh, throughout the bubble. And I think he's going <clears throat> I think he's going to be getting a lot of minutes because he's knocking down his three point shots and playing really good defense. It's the simple fact that cool, we're going to start the game five on five, and then we're going to bring in two monsters in Lou Will and Trez, who I think are, are playing for uh, Montrez for that point, is playing for something bigger, right? I don't think Denver or Dallas is going to be a problem. I don't. So call it. What? How do you think the series ends? I think Dallas gets one. You do? Yeah. I think you don't da- think it's going to be a sweep? No. Okay. I think Dallas gets one. I think we're taking Monday. No, no, no problem. And again, all this can come back and, and bite me in the ass. I really like the fact that Porzingis doesn't like to play in the post anymore. And when you bring when you bring Porzingis, if he wants, if I want Porzingis to shoot ten threes, yeah, keep shooting the threes, <laughs> and, please. And and, again, and maybe the one game that you lose, he hits you know six of those. Yeah, threes, he might have a thirty piece and in then one you of those lose games. That game. Right. Uh, I think our I think our defense on threes, like most people in the bubble, has been really uh, horrible. Yep. Guarding three-point shooters, like we need to understand that we can. Luca can have thirty. That's fine. We can't let Luca and Porzingis have thirty, and then Trey Burke get twenty-five. They have a lot of shooters on their squad. Seth Curry, Tim uh, Hardaway, Tim Hardaway, Finney, who's been playing actually really well. They're shooting we were, much better, right? And Trey Burke, all these guys can shoot three-pointers. And again, I'm a big believer in the fact that whoever's going to win the championship are going to be able to shoot and make the most three-pointers. So, so that means your favorites are Houston then. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna shoot the most three pointers. We'll worry about that second round. Yeah, though. exactly. I, again, all of this. I'm not even worried about the East. I'm pretty sure we already know like what's gonna happen in the East. The matchups are so like lopsided. It looks I think. pretty clear that we're gonna have a Milwaukee and Toronto Eastern Conference matchup for the finals uh, in the East. But the West, we don't know. It's wide open. And again, like I, it's and. We were talking about this with our boy Stan and John that were here. Yeah. There is this thing embedded in me being the the lifelong Clipper fan that like something might fuck up, right? Sure. There might be that. It's jo- always in the back of their mind. It's been in the back of my mind forever. Like Karan Butler breaking his hand. Uh, you know, Chris Paul breaking the thumb. Blake Griffin like having the bad quad. Uh, Josh Smith having the greatest game of his fucking Best life. Best game of his life. Corey, Corey Brewer and Josh Smith <laughs> in that Houston game <laughs> had the great... We were up 20, like, eight points. So many points. It was the biggest meltdown ever. Yep. Right? Classic Clippers. It, and that's... See, I fucking hate it when you say that, bro. Because that's what people keep telling me. It's just going to be the same Clippers. But listen, we are not the same Clippers, yeah. all right? Yeah. From top to bottom, management to personnel, I just... 
I'm really looking forward to locked in Kawhi and Paul George. Right. I haven't been impressed with Kawhi's shooting. Right. right? Yeah. I haven't been impressed. And I do feel at times that, like in the beginning of the bubble, the ball movement was great, right? And now I'm starting to feel like there's a lot of one-on-one going on, right? Like 15 seconds on the shot clock, Kawhi's, you know. Dribbling. Yeah. And then takes takes kind of a bad shot, but it's a good shot for Kawhi. I want to see more ball movement and yep. let's get a better shot. Yeah, I agree. I So, I mean, to me, honestly, I think this this may be the only series that goes for a sweep in the West. You do believe that. Um, I, I do. I I mean... The only thing that I think could happen is is maybe game one sneaks up on you because it's for, it's Trez's first game back, mm-hmm. it's Pat's first game back, and like you said, Kawhi hasn't you know, hasn't really put the fucking gas pedal all the way down to the floor yet since we've restarted. Paul George looks great, but outside of that, everyone else is just kind of you know in that weird zone right now about like maintaining your health and fitness, and then also okay, let's maybe try and win this game, right? And now it's like all right, all hands on deck. There's no resting. Like everyone's playing as as hard as they possibly can, and for that reason, that's something that Dallas has been doing since day one of this bubble game or of these of these seeding games. Uh, so my my th- my whole instinct says that if if Dallas is going to win a game, it's going to be the first game. Uh, but if they don't, I I'm calling a sweep on this one. I like that, Drew. I yeah. like the, I like the way you're thinking. I'm I'm a little upset with these next two series because. Unfortunately for the Lakers, the the road doesn't get any easier as we maybe potentially advance past Portland, um, but it does get a little bit easier for the for the Clippers. I think you end up with the nicest potential second round matchup between the three seed Denver or the six seed Utah. Somehow or another, you fucking finagled that you're gonna play either. Well, we just locked down the two, uh, bro. Whatever. You, you, I don't, what? it's, everything's working in your favor right now. As what far do you as mean, the like, like the gods are working in our favor, we're the two seed. You won more games. It is what it is. What's the problem? The problem is, is that we ended up with a really tough four <laughs> five between Houston and Oklahoma City, who we're gonna have to face one of those teams. And I would have much rather them go through you guys than us. However, this <laughs> is what it is. We have Denver and Utah in the three and six. Uh, we know that Utah is playing. Um, pretty below average. Subpar, bro. Pretty below Sub-par. average, and we know that they're missing Bogdanovich pretty significantly from a scoring standpoint. Um, and they have dropped. I mean, they started the bubble in the uh, four seed, and now they're in the six. So they end up matching up against Denver. I think Denver's going to handle this series. Denver's pretty, scary, Drew. I think they're going to handle this series pretty well. But again, all of that's going to be determined by their guards, whether or not. Jamal and Gary Harris are actually able to play at 100%. Is Gary Harris going to play? I have no idea if Gary is actually going to be able to play on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been playing a lot of Monte Morris, who I actually do I like. like him. Yeah, I like Morris a lot as mm-hmm. well. And they have some really nice pieces coming off the bench, athletic guys that are kind of swing guys that can play the two or the three. Um, and, of course, we know how fucking big they are with their huge, massive their lineup length. that they can put out on the floor. I think Denver handles this series in five Maybe six games. The only reason I think maybe six is because they've played a couple times in the seeding games, and each game that they've played against Utah has been very, very close. And I think mostly that has to do with the fact that Rudy Gobert is a really tough matchup for Nikola Jokic. That's just the bottom line. Gobert is a defensive stopper. We know this. He's a rim protector. Um, And whether or not he's matched up uh, with Jokic or Jokic is off the floor and Rudy's guarding whoever else they have at center, um, I think that's a big problem for Jokic and for Denver. But overall, if you look at the teams and the way that they actually are playing and the way that they actually score the ball and defend, I think uh, Denver takes care of this, like I said, five or six six games. But 
if Jamal Murray and Gary Harris, you know, one or both of them end up getting a re-injury or, you know, they're not able to play and they're still on minutes restrictions, that could leave the door open a little bit for Utah. I just don't. I don't see a. Uh, I don't really see any outcome from this series where Utah wins. I think the only outcome where Utah wins is Donovan Mitchell has a performance like a Dame Lillard, like understanding that I am the dude on this team, and he is. We we know this, right? It's not Mike Conley. It's not Rudy Gobert. It could it, the the help from Bogey would be humongous, and they're missing that. Donovan Mitchell needs to have Dame Lillard type numbers. Yep. Going into this. And that's why I think Gary Harris's availability is a big factor because he is the defensive player, uh, in the guard position, uh, for Denver. Like, you know, he, he's okay at scoring and he's had a really tough shooting season for the regular season this year, dealing with nagging injuries. But the loss of him is going to be impactful. Similarly, I think the way that the Lakers lost to Avery Bradley is impacting our team. Makes sense. Not having Gary Harris out there to guard Donovan Mitchell mm -hmm. means that, that that responsibility is going to fall to somebody else. And they don't really have anybody else that can handle Donovan. Now, the other side is we know very much Donovan has moments where he looks very, very special. And he looks like he could become a, you know, a Damian Lillard kind of 2.0, uh, if you will. But it's not consistent yet. He's still very young. He's still getting, you know, used to having double teams come at him and different defensive looks come at him. And he's been inconsistent when they really need him out there the most. I mean, again, there's moments where he just looks, all right, like this is the next guy. Like he looks ready to go. I just don't see that happening this series. Um, and I think, I think honestly for them, it's just going to be a lack of scoring. Um, not only because they're missing Bogdanovich, but just in general, they're more of a, uh, possession based team they're, they're a slower paced team mm -hmm. they like to get into their sets they like to get the ball into the post to rudy and kind of they run do. they work run. a lot through rudy yeah and they run around him a lot they mm -hmm. use a lot of time on the clock and that just doesn't bode well in today's nba where it's very up and down um so i do i think it's just going to be a lack of scoring for them that that leads to their exit so you got uh who do you got coming out of that then? i i have denver in in five or six and, um, then, and then who sees denver second round if that happens you I, it would be Clippers, so, yeah, Denver. It's it's so Clippers, Clippers would face either Denver or Utah um, in the second round. And again, I think Denver's a tough matchup for you guys because they're so big it and, is. and 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 you it know, is. and, and it, maybe it's not a cakewalk, if you will. I mm -hmm. like I'm trying to say that it might be, but if for whatever reason Utah gets past Denver, good God, that. I mean that would just be the easiest path for you I guys to the Western that. Conference Finals. Uh, do you agree with my call on five or six for for Denver? Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I see that. I just, Utah doesn't have enough. I mean, we know that Conley, I, we haven't mentioned Conley's name. He's been playing a little bit better in the mm -hmm. bubble. But from everything that we've seen this entire season from him, he's not able to put the ball in the hole at a rate which would make him an offensive Conley threat. hasn't been the same player in four years. Right. Let's just be honest with That's that. That's my point. But he's been. he's also a vet, great teammate. Is it the one-two punch of Conley and Mitchell is not sexy to me? It's not scary. The one, no, I, I, I like the fact that like if Denver can, can utilize Jokic like at the point guard position and, and pull Rudy Gobert away. away from the basket, get that opens up a lot. I agree. For you know Michael Porter and and again Jamal Murray who actually looks pretty well. Um, they have a really good team. I like the Troy Daniels. Troy Daniels, pick. yeah. I like former I, Laker. Yeah, I like him. I really another one of these guys. I know there's a few dudes that I like that might not be like, you know, CJ McCollum. I like CJ McCollum. No, I like her. What's my boy's name on Portland? 
Gary Trent? No, Hazonia. About yeah, Hazonia. I like Hazonia. Hazonia. I like uh 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 Maxi. Maxi Kleber. Love him on Dallas. Yep. These are guys that are energy effort guys. These are the guys that like will do all the dirty work for you. And Jeremy Grant is like a big guy too. That's that's another lengthy guy. I don't like him shooting threes at all. But Jeremy Grant's another great guy to bring length to your squad. Yep. A uh, seven-game series with the Clippers would be a tough one. I don't think for that's Denver. A, yeah. No, I think for both. No, no, like uh, the Denver. Yeah, Denver, Denver Clippers. Clippers would yeah. be, I think, tough. Even though we played them a couple nights ago, again without Montrez and without uh, Pat Bev, but uh, that's kind of scary to me. Yeah. But and that's your potential second round. If okay, put it this way, if if I had to choose to not watch a series, it would be Denver, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, honestly, for me, it's going to be Milwaukee, Orlando, and Toronto. That's Brooklyn. East Coast. I'm, I'm barely watching any of those games. <laughs> like, I want Miami and, and Pacers. Like, yeah, I want to watch watching that. that series. I'm watching that series. And I'm, I'm going to watch the, the Boston uh, and 76. We're going to get in the East in just a second. Mm. So let's, let's round it off for the first round of the West. We have a 4-5 matchup, and we were actually really hoping that this would happen. We have Rockets against the Thunder. We called it. And they're both staying in the same hotel. Same hotel, y'all. And uh, we obviously know there's some history between these two franchises. Beef. As, as far as the fact that James Harden started his career in Oklahoma and then went to Houston. We obviously know that Chris Paul and James Hart and uh, Russell Westbrook were traded for each other this last offseason. So this is going to be, I think, a fun matchup. I'm watching that series. This series, to me, is a seven-game series. Unless, of course... Houston just shoots forty percent from three. If Houston shoots forty percent from three, they're gonna they're gonna done and dust Which this series, can. and they can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that Chris Paul, maybe more than anybody else in this series, is the most motivated. He wants to beat the shit for out a of win. Him. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So I do think we're gonna see the very best that Chris Paul has to offer, and that's always fun to watch when Chris is out there. Playoff Chris oh. is a is a shark when yo. he's healthy, anyway. Yes. Uh, as long as he doesn't God go down it. with a hamstring or uh. something. Um, this series is a very fun God. series for all the reasons that we just pointed out. The only thing that's going on in my head right now is the shimmy Chris Paul shake on 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 Steph. You know that <laughs> fucking game. They should have won that series, yep. bro. Yep. And then homie goes down. Sorry. No, sorry, I'm having flashbacks. That, and again, part of the reason why Chris was traded away was because he wasn't healthy mm-hmm. uh, in those really crucial games where the Houston Rockets probably should have beaten the Warriors in two of those seasons. So anyway, this is a, this one's a really tough one for me to call. Who's going to win? Because it really does depend on how Oklahoma City attacks the small ball lineup uh, of Houston, because we know Houston is pretty much died in the wool on this. They're only going to run with Covington at the center and PJ at the at the four. And Adams is a problem, and dog. that's my point. So mm-hmm. Oklahoma City has has you know a very large man named Stephen Adams, uh, who's not necessarily you know out and out score, but can certainly turn around and put the ball in the hoop mm-hmm. <laughs> when you need him to. Um, I, I do think Houston switching is going to cause a lot of problems for that pick and roll that Chris likes to run at the top with Stephen Adams. Uh, but again, if you get Steven Adams running to the rim and all you have is six four six guys that are six four and six six around him, he should be able to finish. Um, counter to that, obviously, you got to stop uh, Houston, and that's that's not going to be easy. Uh, but one thing we have yet to mention is that Russell Westbrook is not expected to to be there for at least the very start of this series. That's he has, huge. He has a quad problem, um, and what what. You know, the whole reason I think that this whole small ball lineup is working is because Russ 
is the guy that just attacks the paint. Russ is the guy that gets the ball to the rim. And, and the reason that the small ball works is because there's nobody there, like when Capella was there, just standing at the rim waiting for an alley-oop uh, with a center there. Now it's all wide open. Now now if Russ is, is greeted with a, a help defender, he knows exactly to find the kick out for an open three or for a swing to another person who's wide open. Um, without Russ, I have to give the advantage to Oklahoma City. Ooh. Now, that really depends on how long he's going to be out. Ooh. If he doesn't play at all in this series, I think Oklahoma City wins in six. Maybe do you, does Austin Rivers start then? This is the interesting thing. I don't think Austin Rivers starts. My boy. I think they move Daniel House into the uh, like starting lineup. Or, He's great or, off the uh, bench, though. Excuse me, Macklemore. Mm -hmm. I think it's Benny? one of, one of those two guys moves into the starting lineup. I think they really like Austin off the bench because he is, you know, uh, energy. Yeah, energy. Mm -hmm. He's you know he does attack the rim. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you know the third most out of anybody on the roster there, and he's pretty good at catching and shooting. And at Daniel this House point. shoots the three. Right, and so my guess is that they they swing you know House and they have Macklemore there without uh, Russ, and they're just going to rely on James Harden to score four. Thirty four seven and six is what Harden's at. Yeah. Okay, I'm going with the I'm going with Houston. On Even this. with so considering the fact that that Russell may if 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 you take into consideration that Russell isn't going to play at all for mm -hmm. this series that potential mm -hmm. if Russell's not playing at all you still think Houston has a chance to win for the whole series for the whole series I think Houston's got it just the three wow. point shooting in general in general like I just Harden is on this other level again thirty four seven and six with almost two steals a game um, I just think it works in their favor um, even though they got. Danilo out there. I love I, look. They dude, got Shea out there. I love Shea. I know you. That's what I'm saying. Like this team, like half of the team, we used to be on the Clippers. <laughs> I, I love Danilo. I love Danilo. Um, I just think I. First of all, I don't think Russ is going to be out. I think he's going to be out at least two games, though. At the very least. I, again, this is another one of those series. Like I want to see the first game. You know, I kind of want to see the first game and see how they shoot. Houston is just all shooters. Benny Mac. Austin, James, Covington, Covington, PJ, PJ, uh, uh, Uncle Jeff Green is out there shooting Uncle nothing Jeff. but threes. Um, if you're going to shoot, if they, sh uh, like you said, in, if they shoot 40% and they're shooting 63s, they're most likely going to win the game, especially if they can get to the rim. Very true. And get to the free throw line. So that'll be a very interesting series. I'm excited. Here's, here's the thing. If, if Russ, if he's able to play, you know, the last, if he's, if he just misses the first two. Uh, and they split. Let's just say it's one and one. Uh, one game Houston, one game Oklahoma City. I got to give the edge back to Houston mm. if Russ is playing, and not just playing, but playing at a hundred percent. But if Russ is not out there for that first series, Oklahoma City's coming, and that's terrifying. And how much of the Lakers? How much of this is bullshit, though? Like, I honestly don't think Pat Beverly had a fucking calf strain for a week and a half. Like, this I think one seems real because Woj was reporting on yeah. it, and and you know, really. Houston was still very much fighting to, to maybe try and climb the ladder to get to the, the four seed. And we know that they were in the six initially, um, or the, excuse me, they were in the five and, and that's, they, they were able to climb to the four seed, but I, I don't think, I mean, I'm sure they were taking it easy on Russ to make sure that he would be ready and available for as many playoff games as possible. But this does seem pretty serious. I will say this. I think Chris Paul is going to have a fucking crazy series. Yep. I will tell you that he will single-handedly pick apart anybody that's guarding him this series. And we're going to see the emergence of a superstar in, in SGA. 
also with the in-depth knowledge that Chris has of about the Houston. the Houston roster Thank and you. the way that they How play. How to play them. Exactly. I, that's why, I mean, right now, as it stands, mm. I'm giving the edge to Oklahoma City mm. in a seven-game series, especially because I don't think Russ is going to play in two, in, in two of those games at least. So that's the way that it breaks down in the Western Conference. Um, as we expect, the West is going to be the most interesting first round, uh, top to bottom. The East does have two intriguing matchups, but I think we can kind of burn through uh, the, the two that we expect this to go. This will be quick, guys. Quickly. Uh, <laughs> Milwaukee playing Orlando. You know, for, even though Orlando technically is the only home team here out of all the teams that are remaining, uh, they just don't have anything to offer against Milwaukee um, unless Aaron Gordon just goes for 60 every night. And even still, they may struggle to beat Milwaukee. Only thing I want to see in that series is Markel Foltz do something. That's all I want to see. I want to see him put up buckets. That's that it. would be great. Let's mm -hmm. get Markel some run. Yes. Uh, that's a pretty easy sweep. Do you see Orlando winning a game? Not one. Okay. Done and dusted. Uh, then the next series is Toronto and the Nets. Now, this one mm. is a little bit more interesting, even though I do see Toronto taking care of business in four games, a sweep. The Nets have been a problem. They could potentially be a little sneaky here. I still, like I said, I'm calling a sweep for Toronto. Uh, but the way that Brooklyn has been playing, the way that Karis LeVert has been playing, the, the entire roster, honestly, has this wave of confidence uh, the guy's name I can't. We can't. The French dude, uh, Timoth, 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 Timothy, Luanu, Cabarro. That's what. That's how I'm going. That guy was drafted a while ago. I forget where he actually was drafted to, uh, but has found his way to the Nets, and is playing his fucking ass off right now. I mean, the last couple games he's been shooting like sixty something percent from the floor. Um, he earned himself a deal, bro. He's going to get a deal. And same thing with Tyler Johnson, who's been yep. playing really, really well. They still have Jared Allen. Um, but for all intents and purposes, we can call this series Toronto, even if it, even if the Nets snake a game or even if they snake two games, which I, again, I don't see that really happening. But I do want to say I got a lot of respect for the Nets. Same. Going into this without their top, arguably their top five players or top four players not able to play. No DeAndre Jordan, you know, no Spencer Dinwiddie, who are the active players that aren't injured. Of course, no Kevin Durant, no Kyrie Irving, both still injured, um, sort of. Um, <laughs> and their performance to not only stay in the bubble, but to make it to the seventh seed, which doesn't seem like a lot. But going up against their, their main com competition was the Orlando Magic. <laughs> Uh, who was a fully healthy squad until, of course, Jonathan Isaac went down with that gruesome injury. Um, you got to give some respect to this team, it, and and they have beaten some teams very unexpectedly in this in these seeding games. However, you know Cinderella's uh, ball ends at midnight, and I think we're at eleven fifty nine as far as the Nets are concerned. Hats off, yeah, to Brooklyn. All right, hats off to Jacques Vaughn. Hats off to all of these guys. We. Look, I've been proven wrong, you know, going into the bubble on a lot of shit. We clowned the Nets uh, with the players that they had, and then we kind of forgot about, again, situational players. Given these opportunities in these situations, some players are going to shine. They played really great team basketball. Um, they all played within their element. They're playing right? hard. They're playing extremely hard, and they're beating really good teams. And just even watching that Portland game the other night, you know, Karis, you know how we were saying like Jaw's not the guy, 
And, you know, who's going to be the guy to take the last shot? It was always going to be Karras on this one. And Karras has proven, like, like, guys, we need to be fucking completely serious about this. Next season, Brooklyn is going to be a problem. Right. A very big problem in the East. KD, Kyrie, Karras, Spencer, DJ, Jarrett. Fucking, if they sign... Joe you know, Harris, is, jo- is they're going to have to re-sign him. Joe Harris, uh, the the French dude that we can't pronounce his name if, if he doesn't get a deal elsewhere. Uh, Tyler Johnson, who already is on a big deal. I don't know if they'll keep that deal or whatnot. But he was nothing but buckets off off, uh, off the bench. Yep. I'm all for, I'm very proud of the Nets, and Nets fans should be extremely excited about next year. How it's all going to work, we don't know, but... Going into next year, they should be the favorites in the East, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I think I think that we'll all we're we're all gonna be very, very, very interested in watching Kevin Durant's first game back to just see, you know, where he's at athletically. Uh, we don't expect his skill level to diminish, but we do expect with an, with an Achilles injury that some of that athleticism and that quickness, that lateral movement, the jumping ability. That may be, you know, less than what we've seen out of him, but we don't know. I mean, he's had the best, we assume he's had the best medical care. Um, I mean, God knows that if the Nets are going to spend all that money on him, uh, they might as well get him the best fucking doctors on the planet, um, the best rehabbers on the planet, and we assume that that's what's been happening for him. Um, the only wild card will and forever always be Kyrie <laughs> Irving. Um, so whether or not that guy actually even wants to play basketball next year, who knows? Right. Um, but you're absolutely right. If they are fully healthy and Kevin Durant is even 85% of the player that he's been for his entire career, you have to look at that team and say, okay, they're the best team in the East. Um, but that's enough of that series. We, yeah. we expect Toronto to take care yeah. of business. The next one is the three versus six matchup, which is going to be a fun one for Al Horford. Boston against uh, Philly. This actually, to me, is going to be an interesting series. As I've mentioned before, Ben Simmons being out and not expected to play again until next season. And who knows when that'll actually happen, given when the season starts. We don't know uh, if he's going to be available right from the beginning or how serious this injury will be after surgery. However, there's a little glimmer of hope here for all Philly fans. And I've touched on it before. This is probably the best possible matchup that they could have ended up with simply because if there's a team that lacks size... It's Boston, and that's where they can capitalize. Now, we've, we saw Joel Embiid went down once with an ankle. He now has a hand problem, both of which we expect him to play through and be ready to go 100%. Um, and, of course, Al Horford, formerly a Celtic, facing his old team. Again, having some sort of insight into the way that the system works could play well into the favor of the Sixers. However... You're going to have to rely on Shake Milton to put up some pretty big Shake. minutes. And we know that that's not always going to be the case, especially if Kemba Walker is playing decent. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, those three guys we know are the, you know, the, the three-headed, uh, yeah, the three-headed dragon for uh, for Boston. Of course, they have Gordon Haywood, Marcus Smart, and the rest of the squad. They have a very nice team. I expect Boston to win this series, but I do think it may go six or seven because they don't have any matchup for Joel Embiid, and if Embiid can go for, you know, 30 and 15 every night, that's going to be tough for them to stop. Boston uh, and six. Boston and six. Mm-hmm. That's enough for you. Any yep. any other I got uh, analysis? Okay. Uh, we can move on from there. We both expect Boston to come out of that. But I, do th- I, I wouldn't be surprised, ladies and gentlemen, if this goes six or seven games 
Now, need, need huge games from Toby, by the way. Toby, exactly. I mean, and huge that's, that's going to be it's going to be Toby and Tatum going head to head, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I think Toby's very excited at the opportunity to say to everybody that he earned the contract that the Sixers are paying him, and that he deserves to be an All Star, maybe over Tatum, who who got that spot in, in, instead of him. Um, the matchup that we all really care about in the East is the one matchup that I'm probably going to watch every game of, and a, and a series that I do expect to go seven games is the Pacers and the Heat. Jimmy Butler, TJ Warren gave us a very lukewarm, Ugh. really kind of boring showdown Ugh. Uh, after we amped it up like it was going to be fucking uh, Mayweather-Pacquiao. Um, Thrilla in, in Manila. Yeah, it was vanilla all it over the place. totally vanilla. Uh, but we expect that intensity to be there. It's a seven-game series like we mentioned. I honestly don't know who's going to win this series. My money is on Miami. I have been plugging them as my sleeper from the East pretty much the whole year. Miles Turner has not been playing very well in the bubble. And um, Sabonis is out. He has a plantar fasciitis. The fact that he is out, I think, is a very key miss for Indiana. So does TJ, though. TJ has plantar fasciitis. TJ too. has plantar fasciitis, which, but we expect him to be playing through that because, as we know, that there's there's a uh, a big variance of, of pain levels and thresholds with plantar fasciitis and how it affects players. Um, this is going to be fun. I'm taking Miami in seven, and uh, I think Jimmy's going to relish every second that uh, that he can in a matchup. The other thing that happened. That I didn't I didn't see coming um, in that matchup was that TJ and Jimmy weren't guarding each other in that matchup. They Indiana kind of moved TJ to a power forwardist position, and uh, Miami kept Jimmy at the three, and so we really didn't see a lot of them guarding each other. I expect that to change. Yeah, we will see that. Um, but this is going to be the most entertaining series, um, even if they're blowout games or or if there's a sweep, whatever it is. I, I'm excited about watching this series, um, and I think Miami's going to take care of business. I'm a little concerned about Derek Jones Jr. I want to see where this neck injury goes because he's actually a big part of that squad. Yeah, um, I still have Miami winning it. Seven sounds good. I think this is one of those series that will go seven. I do think Jimmy and TJ will be playing each other, mm-hmm. and I do think there will be sparks flying. I really do. There will be at some point maybe game three uh, You know where – Shit just ain't sweet anymore. But I want to see where Derek Jones is at. The 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 loss of Sabonis is huge. That's their all-star. That's the guy. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you on that. Miami as well. And that wraps it up for the first round as we look forward to the next couple weeks here. Um, as we mentioned, the playoffs do start on Monday. Uh, one, one announcement that I know you're excited about that oh. we were going to make is that you have been invited into a very exclusive club. Oh, yeah. For the Clippers. On Monday, you're going to be able to see our boy Clips live as a, as a virtual fan. Go ahead and talk to us a little bit about Not just one game. Okay. This is, this is Clippers selected. We have our whole section. We have a Zoom meeting on Monday. They're getting the lit- the littiest. Is that a word? It is now. Our boy Dom would say littiest, right? Shout out Dom. Shout out to Dom. Uh, the Lydia's fans, and we're going to have our own section. We have to be at every single Clipper home playoff game. I will be on the screen yep, repping f- at the fullest. If you guys have any idea on how I can be creative with this, let me know. Because since most of you haven't watched a game with me, I'm pretty 
erratic, if you'd like to say. Yeah, I'm 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 going to be interested to see how how you work the camera because you are not stationary. I'm not during these games, especially especially if it's a close game in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You like to move and scream. Well, screaming. I I think they expect some screaming. I think they kind of want mm-hmm. you know you to be enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. Um, right, because that makes for a, a better experience for when they cut to the fans. But um, you're going to have to do some pretty uh, tricky camera work here. Well, it's going to be – I don't know my setup yet because, you know, I have my lucky chair. Of course. That I sit in, and my I'm going to have the big screen going, but then i got to have the laptop on in front of me so you guys can see me. But I'm really excited. I would like anybody that's listening to this show that when you watch a Clipper game, if you see clips, take a picture. We're gonna. I want to post as many pictures of clips on the big screen. I just. I have this vision in my head: Kawhi hitting the game winner, and it's like <laughs> it's Kawhi hitting the game winner, and it's just clips in the background. It pans to clips. Yes. No, it's just clips in the background, like just eyes wide eyed, and I'm just hitting it, bro. And we go viral. That's what I want. <laughs> I'm really excited. Shout out to the Clippers for choosing me. I appreciate it. I mean, if they didn't have me, I would have been shocked. There is no way in the world there's thirty. 30 more people in this world that deserve it more than me. That's bullshit. And this isn't me being like cocky about it. There is no reason that I shouldn't have been chosen. You agree? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm with that. We were, we were expecting a 30 minute pod, but this is, we're back in the studio guys. If you haven't noticed, this isn't a zoom one. This is an in studio, uh, follow through with clips and drew pod. We are sweating our ass off. I gave drew my ice pack to put around his neck. It's hot because he's so hot right now. We got them hot. We got the doors closed. Uh, before we take him out, I got to say something. It's Nipsey hustles birthday today. There's only one person we're taking this show out for. And this was a great show, but Nipsey happy birthday, homie. You are missed hustle and motivate is the only song I want to play on this shit. It is the follow-through with Clips is Drew and Nipsey Hustle, and we're ghosts. Alvin Gentry, find a spot. Pull up in motorcades. I got a show today. It's all I'm trying to do. Hustle and motivate. Choppers are throw away. Hustle the overway. That's why they follow me, huh? They think I know the way. Cause I took control of things. Ballin' the solo way. And if you pattern my trend, I make you my protege. Sloss in that soldier race. Niggas don't know them days. Take you in back of the buildings. Make you expose your rage. Take you across the tracks. Make you explode the face. Now you official now. But you got a soul to say. I just been cooking that note. I'm about to drop in the fuel. Think if I call it the grain, the people gon' call it the truth. I ain't really trip on the credit.
that you never read. Passing through stages and life through the ups and the downs like a saw, just another test. Get by the bruise like a fucking ref. I got respect in a hundred sets. Too many chains, need another chest. Glad no games if it wasn't chess. Come from that cloth that you couldn't stretch. Come from that circle you couldn't touch. Heavily pressured and under stress, even though niggas ain't sure we was a mess. Honest attempt playing to the left. Judge a young nigga by that dress. Death is no option, what they expect? Only thing we knew for sure is the bang is set. Fuck living basic, I'm taking risks. Fuck what they saying, I'm saying this. Don't waste no time, it don't make you rich, it don't mean nothing, so fuck them, let's make a grip. Double up, triple up, make assists. Ballin' so hard you can play a bitch. Lead to the lake if they wanna fish. Make sure them niggas around you stick to the script. It should be written in stone. You should come visit my zone. Don't take my word, double check all of my flows. Ask them how hustle got on, but fuck what you heard. This for who walked down that road. Sold everything but they sold. Straight off the curb. Real niggas rich as you nerds. Address the whom and make it sound. Don't do this for nothing.